joined right before IndyCar practice by Alex Albon, who got to uh, sit in one of the Dale Coin cars uh, a couple minutes ago. What's it like being in Indianapolis first off, and uh, how did the uh, how the car feel? Uh, good. I mean, feels pretty much like in any single seater, but uh, nice. Obviously, yeah. I mean, any 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 seat is uh, pretty cool to be inside. Uh, it's quite cool because you know Red Bull we designed the. The, the aero shields um, and they work really well. I was surprised how how how, uh, how how good the visibility is. So um, it was nice, obviously, also to catch up with Roman, see yeah. how he is, and uh, see how he enjoys the IndyCar circus. What did he have to say about IndyCar? Anything that maybe you didn't expect that he said? Uh, not too much. I mean, I've obviously I followed it a long time. Yeah. since I've been a kid so I know more or less how the championship works just the uh, he said the cars are really heavy he said make sure you go to the gym if you, to <laughs> if you come join the, the series um, and he enjoys it I think firstly because obviously the competition is, yeah. is strong throughout the field and also um, you can see he's happy he, the, it's a very relaxed atmosphere everyone is very open and he enjoyed that about it which obviously in F1 maybe it's not quite there but also just because you've got 100 people for one car then then you don't really ever this is different look out. different thing different thing different thing exactly so uh, uh, yeah it was, it was interesting to see to hear his opinion about it because obviously it's something which you know, I've come here just casually to see uh, if it's something I would like to do um, and, uh, and to hear people like Roman hear his thoughts about it um, to see if it's something I would consider. Have you gotten to talk to any non-Dale uh, Coin drivers so far? I know where it's only 2.30 on a Friday afternoon here. so I've literally only just arrived, so um, <laughs> I've seen a few people just yeah. like a wave thing, but um, no one. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. one well, I'll keep it quick here. I've just got one more. Uh, your thoughts on the F1 championship. Can your former teammate, Max Verstappen, uh, rebound and, and pull it out this year? Does he have what it takes? Yes. Uh, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would hope he would say that, yeah. just in case. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously working flat out. I do yeah. a lot of simulator work yeah. for this year's car. Uh, and, you know, it's one of them things where I think to be in that ch championship fighting battle, it's, it's really exciting yeah. for, for everyone, just also especially for us as a team, to be able to fight against Mercedes. Uh, and uh, Max has got that fight. I think Lewis does too. I mean, you see, the, it's going down to the wire in every race. You think they're going to crash, so uh, uh, it's brewing, it's brewing. Hopefully um, it goes down to the last race, and uh, hopefully we're the ones that come out on top. Awesome, man. Well, listen, I appreciate a few minutes as we're literally walking in between the garages here, but good luck, and uh, hope to see you somewhere next year. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Appreciate you. Next up, we're joined by Ryan Eversley, NASCAR this weekend, yeah. IMSA some weekends, <laughs> most weekends. Most weekends. <laughs> uh, SRO coaching some weekends. You do a little bit of everything. And we were talking before we were recording. I can't keep what day it is straight. Do you have a uh, uh, loud NASCAR? Um, I, I do. I know you have a loud NASCAR, but how do you keep it all straight and still get everything done? Uh, seat in my pants most of the time. I, uh, I. I mean, thank God for, like, Google calendars and syncing of iPhones and all that <laughs> stuff. Because, like, 
Like, I literally will get, like, you know, an email or, like, a notification. It's like, rental car tomorrow. I'm like, oh, that means I'm going somewhere. Good. <laughs> it's and then a it's place like, to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just, like, technology is a real big help when it comes yep. to traveling as much as we all do. But uh, it's tough, man. But, like I always say, like, feast or famine in the sport, you got to get it all while you can. You got to store away all your nuts for winter. And hopefully you can, uh, you know, keep, keep busy. And if you're not busy in the sport, it's, it's not a good sign. So I complain about... <laughs> complain about being tired but i'd rather be that than like yeah. at home hoping the phone's gonna ring so yeah. it's all good i agree all right so you're driving in jordan anderson's uh, uh jd motorsports jd motorsports yeah. thank you even i'm like yeah. we, no nobody knows what's going on anymore we're we're trying here guys we don't obviously we don't usually cover nascar so we don't even know most of the team names um Fun game later while I try to pick out people yeah, that I don't yeah. know. Red six. That's what? My car is red number six. Red number six. Okay. Ryan's in the red number six. We're learning on the fly here. Uh, what we all are. Have you have you driven this course before? In IMSA or anything? Do you have any idea what to expect going into practice, which starts uh, about an hour and a half from now? Yeah, I I raced the first IMSA race they had here. Okay. Uh, I guess it was Grand M at the time. But back in like 2010 or 11, and uh, that's when we ran the oval for turn, like the last turn on the on the front straight was the oval, and that was awesome. That was really cool to be able to do that. And then we came up with this really dumb chicane for some reason that we used in the last corner, and it just like just ruins it. Because like Indy's a famous speedway. Yeah. You should want to be on the speedway, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I've I've ran that that layout, which is a lot of the current layout, and then uh, last couple of years I've come here with Ferrari Challenge, coaching a couple of clients. And so you drive their cars quite a bit. So I drove here last year in a car that probably, in theory, is a lot faster around here than these cars are because the brakes on a sports car are just so much, so much more efficient. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of know the layout, and uh, having raced here enough, it doesn't feel like anything unusual. So I'll be able to figure it out pretty quickly, I think. So obviously, stock car is quite a bit heavier than pretty much every car that you know, IndyCar, IMSA, you know, for the most part. What challenges does that, does that present to you who's used to an IMSA car for the most part? Well, I think if you're a top-level sports car driver, you have to get there by driving a lot of different stuff. You know, like on any given weekend, I could be in, you know, a GT car, a front-wheel drive car, now a stock car, apparently. So you kind of get all these little experiences, and you get used to dealing with the different weights and the different ways they put the power down. So I think that makes guys like myself, more more like Andy and Spencer, Mike Skeen, th those guys drive all sorts of stuff as well so i think we're all really good at adapting to whatever the car is but it, it's still a learning curve and i always tell people when they ask about nascar drivers being good or not i'm like if you're driving this car all the time on ovals you're yeah. going to be more proficient using it than i am on a road course if you're one of the top guys so yeah. you look at like a justin Allgaier, that guy's been racing these things for forever and he's super fast so a road course might not be his forte but he knows the car like the back of his hand so he's able to get downshifting probably better than i am he's more more aware of what the braking capability is going to be than I am. So it makes the top guys in that series really, really hard to beat. Um, but, you know, it's still got four tires, a steering wheel, and a brake pedal, and a gas pedal, and I can figure that out. You yeah, know? It's not the first time today we've heard somebody use that exact sense. Honestly, that's what it comes down Like, people are like, man, do you think you could drive an IndyCar? I'm like, I know I could drive an IndyCar. I might not be awesome at it, but I'm going to get it around the track. At least you know? make it go. Yeah, so I was really happy with how I did in my NASCAR Cup debut a few weeks ago at Road America, yeah. and I knew that track really well. I'd never even driven that car down pit lane before. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag. And I was able to get a decent result out of it. So um, I think, uh, or at least I was able to get decent speed out of it, I should say. So I think, you know, the same thing here is just kind of see what the car will give me. I'm leaning on my friends Andy and Spencer who have driven these cars a bunch now and Mike Skeen as well. So, you know, just, I, I have the same attitude I had at Road America but here. I want to enjoy this. If I leave on, on Sunday going, oh, it wasn't fast enough, then I, I kind of miss the point of like, hey, you're doing a one-off Xfinity race. Like, enjoy that. Right, so, you have fun with it. Exactly right. So <laughs> Don't crash the car, but have fun with it. <laughs> if I don't make the race, I get to get home earlier and have a whole Saturday night off in Atlanta. Wow. If I do make the race, I get to race a NASCAR. So it's like... <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah, yeah. So you did race the NASCAR recently. Now you're in Xfinity. Does that give you a little bit more confidence, at least, you know, going into the weekend, that you're not going in totally blind yeah. like you were a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I'd probably be a bit more nervous if I hadn't done the cup race, you know, because I wouldn't even know how these things accelerate or decelerate, how the gearing and all that stuff is. But honestly, I'm, like, totally fine. <laughs> it's like I, I'm looking forward to doing it. My only – like, I have to qualify into the race to make it. So my whole my hope is that I can do that because these guys came to race and get points and prize money and all that. Um, and, it, you know, you want to do well. But if I don't make it, I, I'm going to try. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm not nervous at all, actually. I'm just kind of like, all right, let's go play with race cars. That's kind of how I feel. I'd be more nervous about my races because I'm like, this is how I make my living. This is what I'm known for, my reputation. No one's expecting me to win this thing, so why don't I just go enjoy it and see what we get? Absolutely. So I was told to ask you a question, and oh, I don't have right. any idea what this is going to no this is gonna give me. Yeah, just go ahead. But I'm supposed to ask you about Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know why? No! Okay. You don't want to tell me why. So I have the coolest car in the world. Like, you can drive an NSX Acura, that's fine. You, know, you can have your Lambo, your Ferrari, whatever. I have the coolest car in the world. More women who have come up to me about my van named Yoshi, which is a 1991 Honda Acti. It is a micro car, it's a K car in Japan, teeny tiny, and I've wrapped it to look like Ayrton Senna's 91 Formula One car, and it's got dinner with racers all over it. But I've driven supercars all over the country, and mostly you get dudes coming up going like, hey, what is that? Anytime I drive Yoshi, I've got women like, oh my God, it's so cute. And I'm like, oh my God, thanks, it's my van. Cool. Like, can I go for a ride in your van? I'm like, sounds creepy, but in this case, it's Does not. Does it have windows? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. 
So, that's all that really matters. Uh, that's all yeah. that matters. Like, yeah. so, we can see so yeah, Yoshi is my my Honda Acti. I just drove it around for like a week last week in Atlanta, and like probably ten different people tried to buy it off of me. Like, hey, what do you want for it? I'm like, not for sale. Like, not for sale. So, Do you know how I pick yeah. up jigs with this I'm thing? like, dude, this is like all I got. That's all I got. So, um, no, I love driving my little van around, but my van's name is Yoshi's Japanese, funny. so yeah. it's adorable. I, that, yeah. I, that could have that gone yeah. either way. Yeah. That was I, a way I, safe way. Yeah, right. No, it's, a, it's an adorable car I get to drive. Yeah. yeah. We have loud race cars in the background again. Yeah, AJ Allmendinger over here sticking up the show. What a jerk. God, you busy? You got a race car? trying to do stuff over yeah. here? Trying to do an interview. <laughs> All right, we will wrap it up there since guys are, are getting ready for practice here. But best of luck, man, and we're, we're pulling for you to make the race. There's 44 cars for 36 spots, so we'll be watching. Yeah, I was told if I get in the top 30, then we'll be okay, so I'm just going to go. Here's the thing. These tires are super soft and squishy, and they go away, like, immediately. So my first lap in practice, I'm going to go really slowly all the way around, and I'm going to do a flying, like, mock qualifier on my first lap because that'll be the best number you can get out of it. And then after that, it's like, all right, let's see what this thing's like. Do you get multiple qualifying attempts or is it one and done? And like I said, the tire, it falls off so bad that you can keep going, but like you're not gonna go You only get one set of tires to yeah, qualify? Yeah, so, so this this session, my first lap will be my one attempt at like, let's see how fast we go. Which I mean, I'll screw it up in flat spot, it'll be like immediate. <laughs> but that's like how you get the number. Yeah. And then that's something I learned in Red America. And then after that, I'll be like, let's just drive around, see what we got. Yeah. But uh, tomorrow morning, we qualify and pretty much one lap, try not to screw it up too much. So it'll be fun. That's my race Nice, nice red car coming by here. All right, man. Well, thank you. Best of luck. Yeah. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.